Hello again, Rabbi. Good afternoon. We have a guest questioner. Laurel, what was it you wanted to ask the rabbi about? I wanted to talk to him about, since it's been a trending topic in the news lately, about the Stop Asian Hate Movement and what he thinks about it. And basically my question is, what do you think we can do as society as a whole to prevent things like this from happening again? Or what can we do in order to all get along as a whole? It's a sad state of affairs that as human beings, we wanna create barriers and differences when they don't exist. There's something about human nature. So our starting point is going to be with the self and we have to acknowledge that we're going to need help from other people to take a look at how I view the universe and where I'm getting my information and where, why am I drawing these particular conclusions about them and us, okay? So one of the things that we've discovered, Laurel, is the more contact we have with other people, the less prejudice we will be against the group. What happens is if I grew up in Boston, and so the people I grew up with and came in contact with is very different than someone who grows up in another part of our country, whether it's urban or rural, whether it's North, South, East, or West. If the only person I come in contact with is Asian or is African-American, then I'm going to jump to conclusions that they're Oh, they're all like that, that's them, rather than being a person. So to begin to answer your question, we have to be in contact with everybody. Now we have to look at our sources of information. Where am I going to find out about other cultures? Who am I listening to? And again, that becomes a tough one because most of us won't expose ourselves to any other information other than what we already believe. We won't go to a different TV station. We won't listen to a different news. We won't listen to a different person because we, we don't agree with them or we don't think their philosophy is ours. Sylvia Plath said, I feel like I'm in a bell jar, breathing my own stale air. And that's a perfect metaphor for what we're talking about. I watch a news station that keeps harping on how bad they are. They brought the pandemic into the world. They bring the pandemic into the United States. Doesn't matter what it is. So I turn to that station and I'm breathing in the bell jar. I'm constantly being bombarded. So we have to change what we're listening to. But how do we deal with, now we have a society where we have a bunch of people who may have grown up in their own isolated bell jars. And now they're going out into the world and we've had limited experience or no experience. How do we overcome that internal hesitation or animosity to open that door? Because I think that's what's hard for a lot of people. I think that people have their own bias and they may not even be aware that they have it. So experience, experience helps, 
but how do right. we get the experience? Right. Well, right. Now you've hit on the personal inventory and anything that's personal becomes very difficult. So I want to start with, are my beliefs hindering me? Are my beliefs hurting me? It's all about me. In fact, isn't that this show? It's all about me. <laughs> and so I'm going to propose something that's all about me. I hold certain prejudgments, certain prejudices. We all have prejudice and prejudging isn't a bad thing. It's just what we do with it that's bad. Not, in fact, if we didn't prejudge, we would all be dead, would have poisoned ourselves, would have walked into pits. So it, that's not the problem. Prejudice isn't the problem. It's what do I do with it and do I acknowledge it? Now, I have a, a suggestion. What does my prejudice do to me? It's not nothing else. So if I walk into a store and I'm afraid to get into that checkout line, who am I punishing? Who's getting hurt? Me. If I standing and I'm looking around, and I'm going, I cross to go to the other side of the street, then who's being hurt? So let's start, Laurel, with what do my beliefs do to me? And how is it keeping me from leading a full and happy life? And I think we'll discover that our prejudice, if we do this, our prejudice really are infringing. I say things that are hurtful. And then when I think about it, I'll try to dismiss it. I'll try to excuse it. But look at all the energy I'm spending. Look at all the energy I spend trying to um, feel better about having said something. Now, that truly is a difficult piece because we have to help each other look at ourselves. But you know, that's one of the functions of religion. It's to get us to look at our behaviors and thoughts and see what they do to us. And we also want to acknowledge that it's perfectly normal to see things or to feel things. What we want to focus on is our response to our feelings, not our feeling. A redhead on a ship, on its old sailing vessel, was disastrous. You wouldn't let a redhead on your ship. You wouldn't have a woman on your ship. Bad luck. Now, what does that do to my crew? When I look at my ship, if it's a destroyer, I want the best people for the job. A woman being a male or female is an irrelevant attribute. Being a redhead is an irrelevant attribute. But if I use that prejudice to determine my crew, I'm gonna hurt my mission. So I'm right back at me, aren't I? I want the best people for the best job. And when I check out my groceries, when I talk to the pharmacist, I want someone knowledgeable. And if I'm using irrelevant attributes, I'm using their color, I'm using their nationality, I'm using anything that's irrelevant, who's getting hurt? I am. So that's changing internally. And that's your own self-assessment. But how do we carry that out into the world? How can our individual actions be expanded. I think here we have to make some, no, not make some, not some choices. Here we have to see there are two different venues. One is the public venue. And that's what Laurel is concerned with. Well, she's concerned with the personal as well. But the public venue is something we can pass laws about. We can do things within our legal system. We can take people to task 
when they start doing actions, like putting up a noose. I think, well, one of the problems is as human beings, we like the silver bullet. We want one quick solution to fix everything. When in reality, life is a stew. It requires a lot of ingredients. It's a marathon. And so we want to start by saying, we're going to address racial injustice. We're going to address hate that's become part of our fabric of our country. That's our starting point. We're going to address it. Now, the next thing is to say, there's a public forum. There's a private forum. We have to acknowledge there's not one thing. People become entrenched in their one solution. I know how to solve the problem. Let's do this. Laws, public forum is one. Sources of information that we can control some of that. We can do that through licensing. Now, we can also do that privately. I'm talking to you and your dad. And one of you said, and I say, well, where'd you hear that? And he says, oh. I got that on this, this news channel. And I'll go, yeah, I like to listen to that one too. But by the way, did you happen to listen to this one? And your dad's response, no, I would never listen to that. Well, now we're getting into the private realm, aren't we? Well, what, Laurel, why wouldn't you listen to that station? And we can talk about some of our beliefs. Well, I don't trust them. Yeah. You know, I have some distrust for them. You know what I find the best way to deal with distrust is? I listen to all the stations. I subscribe to an aggregate news system. So I'm reading news headlines and news from lots of sources. Some I agree with, some I don't. And I've found that the truth lies somewhere in the middle. So we can have private conversations, not to attack someone, not to call them names. Name calling never works. Rather, we can discuss where we're getting our views from. Where, well, if you do that, then you're definitely, well, I've done that and I didn't. You know, people talk to me and they go, Rabbi, how could you how could you become a rabbi? You went to a Catholic college. How could you go to mass? How do you go to church? And my response is, I have attended mass and I'm a rabbi and I observe Judaism. So just because you do that doesn't lead to that unless you want it to. So we can have these private discussions, but no acrimony. No accusing. It's not going to help. What we want to do is we want to get each other to reflect and look at what we believe and where we we got the beliefs from and how we arrived at our conclusions. Gee, Laurel, how did your dad ever arrive at the conclusion that redheads bring bad luck? Uh, Where did he get that from? And maybe after listening to him, I'll agree with him. But let's, let's look at our sources. So that's the private realm. Now, another source, as I mentioned, is the more we experience everyone, the better off we are and the better able we are to deal with everyone. Then we can reach our conclusions about people as individuals, not as this some collective group. I wanna keep coming back to, we have to say, Our behaviors are hurtful to ourselves and others. And the solution isn't one, it's multiple approaches. So let's see all the different people that have an answer. And let's all sit together. Oh, you say we should, oh, you, okay. Now now we have an action plan. And it involves several different things here. And very slowly we can chip away at it. 
So start with yourself and then carry it out into the world with you. So basically what the rabbi is saying is, Laurel, you have to run for Congress. Start working on your campaign. I'll do the buttons. Well, thank you very much, Rabbi. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you, Laurel. That was a great question. Thank you, Rabbi. And again, thank you, Laurel, and goodbye. <laughs>